Okay, so we um uh, we're recording this. Um we on Daf Mem Amud Bet. Let me just uh share the screen as well. Sorry about that. Um oh man. Um I'll get the Gomorrah out as well. Just give me a sec. Okay, so just while we're getting the Gomorrah out, I'll just uh, read over the Mishnah um, that we we ended off last week with. Um, and that is the Brocha of uh, Shakol. Um, what do you say Shakol on? On Mudaf Mem Amud Bet. It says, Something that doesn't grow from the ground. Omei Shakol Nye Bivaro. Uh, you say the brach of shakor ala chometz va'ala novlot on vinegar or on uh, on novlot we'll discuss they these uh, um, like these dried uh, uh, these well, we'll see in the Gomorrah I think they dates va'al novlot va'al hagovai which are these types of locusts omer shakor ne bivaro you say shakor rebuda omer koshu min klala if uh, anything that is a, from like a type of a curse, and uh, now what does that mean? It means that the 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 they, the, the food itself is uh, is damaging almost. What uh, is damaged, like chomet vinegar, is made from bad wine. Uh, locusts to eat are things that destroy crops, um, and the suggestion is these novlot these dates. There are also things that have been ruined. Um, so something that has been ruined or causes ruination, then you would also, you according to Rebuda, ain mavarchin alav. You don't actually make a after bracha. You don't make a bracha on them at all. So that's quite a big statement. Hayula um, fanav minim harba. If you have different species of food, and we'll see what this means before you. Rebuda Omer im yesh min shiva alavu mavarch. If out of those types of foods that you have, the first bracha you make a you the first food you make a bracha on is the is min shiva is one of the seven species of Eretz Yisrael that takes preference. You say a bracha on uh, the one that you like the most. So according to uh, Rabbi Chachomim, it's quite subjective. According to uh, Rabbi Yehuda. It's objective in that it's, it depends on its chashivut, its importance based on Eretz Yisrael. Okay, so now we're going to get, we're going to discuss this, uh, this, this Mishnah at length. Okay, so let's move. Tanu Rabbon and Rabbas taught us, Adavashayin Gedului Mina Aretz, something that does not grow from the ground, Kagon Basar Bahamot, like the flesh of, of animals, Chayot, or wild animals, Vaofod, and, and birds. Dagim and fish, Omer Shakoni Bivaro, Al Hechalav on milk, Vala Baitsim on eggs, Vala Gvina on cheese, Omer Shakol Shakol, you say Shakol, but an Al Past Sheipsha on bread that has gone bad. So, you know, for some reason you want to eat such bread, but because it's bad, you say, you don't say Hamotzi, Val Hayayin. Shehikrim uh, or wine that went uh, bad, like a film has formed on top of it. Valatavshil or on a, a meal, a cooked food, sheavar surato, which has become spoilt. If you had to eat such a thing, obviously it's edible enough. Omer shako, you say shako. Ala melach on salt, valav zamit on brine, 
Val Kamayim Upitriot on truffles and uh, and mushrooms, Omer Shakol. You say Shakol. I don't know if you know that. That's a, something that people don't really realize is mushrooms. You say Shakol, and we're going to discuss why. Okay, so all of those things, the understanding <coughs> is they don't grow from the ground, and we're going to discuss mushrooms. Lemaimra, this is to say, the Kamayim Upitriot, their truffles and mushrooms, love Gedule Karkaninu. They don't grow from the ground. Okay, they, but, Vahatanya, we have a brighter, Hanoider mi Peridaritz, one who makes a vow that they forbid themselves to eat the fruit of the ground, of the, of the ground, right? They make a vow that we will not eat the fruit of the ground. Asur uh, Bapeirot Haaretz, you forbidden to eat fruit, um, or prob- you know, probably vegetables as well. Omotar Bakamemo Pidrot, but you're allowed to eat mushrooms and truffles. Why? Because that's not called fruit of the ground. You hear that? While it's explained that mushrooms are actually grow from moisture in the air, not from sustenance from the ground. That's why mushrooms can grow on rocks and on trees and stuff like that. They don't need to be connected to the ground to grow. That's why um, if you make a vow on Peridaharetz, you don't uh, uh, make a vow that I won't eat Peridaharetz, for example, um, then you're allowed to eat mushrooms because they're not f- fruit of the ground. Whereas it says, Vim amar kol But if somebody says in their vow, uh, all um, gudule karkal, anything that grows from the ground, not fruit of the ground, but grows from the ground, alai asur af then you forbidden even in mushrooms. So what's the difference between Peyota Aretz and Gedulei Karka? And we just said Gedulei Karka, Gedulei Aretz, like we just called mushrooms in the Mishnah things that don't grow from the ground. They're not Gedulei Karka, they're not Gedulei Aretz. Whereas if you make a vow forbidding you from eating Gedulei Karka, things that grow from the ground, somehow mushrooms are included. Yeah. So the Gemara says, so we got a Kasha, okay. we got a contradiction. Amara Baya says Mirba Raboy Am Meara they do ingree they do actually spring from the earth. Minki lo Yanki Mara, but they don't um uh, they don't um yoinek from the, the earth. They don't they don't uh they don't yoinek is like uh uh nourish from the earth. Okay? Oh what what? I'm just using my phone. Oh, okay. Here's a book. Yeah, here. I've got one in front of me. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, Minka um, Loyanki Mara. So, they, they grow from the ground. They sprout from the ground, these mushrooms. But they don't uh, take nourishment from the ground. They take nourishment from the air. So, there, that's the difference between... So, when you say a brocha then you mean things that grow from the ground, that get nourishment from the ground. But when you say a vow, you don't mean specifically that grow, sprout from the ground, you mean things that even grow uh, from the moisture of the ground, meaning they get, they, they don't, even if they sprout from the ground, for regarding brochas, they're not considered growing from the ground, but regarding vows, they are considered growing from the ground. Okay, so that's what the suggestion is. But he says, so the first suggestion is, the difference is, is that they they might sprout from the ground, but they don't 
yoinek, they don't nourish, take nourishment, they don't suck from the ground. Then the Gemara says, but al it says that over anything that doesn't grow from the ground. So when you, you then you, it, it seems like um, over anything, that, that anything that doesn't grow from the ground, um, so it, it seems like it, it does grow from the ground. So it, that can't be. So it says, no, Tani, let it be taught as if it's, it doesn't, the Mishnah and the Brighter mean that a, a, rather the language of Gadol, if they grow from the ground, what it really means is they don't and draw sustenance from the ground. Um, but if they sprout from the ground, even though they don't get nourishment from the ground, so regarding vows, then they include it in a vow. That if your person vows, I won't eat from anything that grows from the ground, what that person means is even if it grows from the ground, even though it doesn't get nourishment from the ground. And that's why regarding vows, it's considered, mushrooms are considered things that grow from the ground. Gedulei minakarka. Whereas brochas, it's much more exact, the definition, and therefore you need, um, um, you need, uh, it, it has to nourish from the ground as well. To, in order to get the brocha of Borepri Ha'adama. Okay, and that's, and that's why um, basically mushrooms and truffles are... Are truffles the same though? Do I, they... Apparently, I don't even know what a truffle is exactly. So I know they're very they, fancy. They grow underground? I have no idea. But okay. according to the Gomorrah, okay, they do. They don't grow, they don't nourish from the ground. I don't know what a truffle is to be honest. I'm just taking... So you can ask, but I can't even give any this, explanation. My rise is an interesting. You get those dogs that sniff out truffles. Oh. And those truffles live under the ground. So. Oh. Okay, so see, okay. I, I, it's a good question. Okay. Unless there's something else, unless they're different truffles, unless maybe they're different mushrooms as well. But uh, I, I don't know what uh, I don't know what it's referring to exactly. Okay, um, but it's a good question, and it would have a difference regarding brochas. Okay. If it grows underground, I'm pretty sure it gets nourishment from the ground. I, I mean, you can't, can't not. Okay, now we said va'al novlot. We said novlot, you could say the brocha of shako. Now, what is novlot? Uh, my novlot, the Gemara says. What is it? Rabbi Zaira, Rabbi Ilah. Rabbi Zaira and Rabbi Ilah says, yeah? It's a type of fungus. It's a type of fungus. Okay. And that, that can grow on rocks and stuff like that. Um, and that I think is therefore it's, it's gets nourishment from the air, right, so not from the, yeah. There must be a type okay. of truffle. Um, I think mushrooms also considered a fungus or something like that. Okay. Okay. So okay. So now Rabbi Zerubilai, there's a machlok as to what is novlot, guys. Chad Amar Bushla Kamara. Some one opinion says they fruit, they they dates that are parched from the sun. They're like dried, they dehydrated, but they're still on the actual tree. So they, they've been ruined, but they're still on the tree. V'chad amar tamre de zika. And some say it's dates that have blown down by the wind. So for those types of dates, because they're not good dates, either because they're scorched by the sun or they haven't reached proper ripeness and therefore they've fallen off the tree, um, or the wind has blown them off the tree and therefore they stunted their growth, you say shakol, even though they are fruit. 
Now we're going to go into quite a discussion as to what are these novlot. Okay. Tanan, it says in a Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Kol shuhu min klala ein mevarchen alav. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, you don't cheat, don't say a bracha on novlot. Because they're, they're a type of klala. There's a kind of curse attached to these novlot. So you don't say a bracha. Now, I can understand if the Mishnah is talking about sun uh, parched by the sun because they've been cursed, so to speak. They've been ruined. That's what Rebuda refers to as a type of fruit that's been cursed. But uh, that, uh, if they've just been um, uh, blown off the tree by wind, my min klala. Why should it be a type of curse? Shouldn't be like there's nothing wrong with a, a fruit that has fallen off a tree. So he's asking uh, the definition of if it's fallen off a tree doesn't make sense according to Rabbi Yehuda's explanation of novlot that it's some type of fruit that's been attached to our curse. Could be interpreted as poisonous, and something is not right yet. It's Poisonous. I, I also I also thought it's like it could be considered cursed to be blown off a tree and maybe it, and it's unripe. So you think it could be unripe and it's bad. Yeah. It's poisonous. Yeah. So so the Gemara doesn't answer that way. The Gemara says Ashara. It's actually Rebuda is when he says something that a curse is attached to, um, he is not referring to the Novlot. He's rather referring to the locust and the um, the, the 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 vinegar. That's what he refers to. But regarding Novlot, it could be things that have been blown off the tree, and that is even something that, according to that opinion, a curse is not attached to it. So according to the opinion that says he's referring to all three, then that makes sense that it's sun it's parched by the sun. According to the opinion that says it's blown off a tree, then it makes sense it's only two of those three have a curse attached to it. And Rebuta would even hold that you say Barapara 8, on, or Shakur rather, on these fruit that are that are blown off the tree. Okay, Ikadamri, there's another version of this machloket. Bishlom Lamandamar Bushle Kamarat reasonable to say that it's parched by the sun. Hainu Dumavarkin Alem Shako and that's why you say Shako because they're not good fruit and they go down a level to be Shako. And Lamandamatami de Zika but regarding fruit that has been blown off by the wind, Shako. Why would you say Shako? Bereprihaits me boilai. Even if they're a little bit unripe, livruchi, you still should say ha'aitz. So what if they a bit unripe? You stay just you still say barabrates. That's what he's saying. Ella benovlot. Rather, we're saying benovlot stama. Um, regarding novlot. So now his question is: Why would you say that uh, regarding uh, dates that have been blown off a tree? Why would you say shakol? It doesn't make sense. So rather we say like this: Ella benovlot stama kuli ami lo Regular novlot that have been uh, that are, what does that mean? Kuli ami kuli lo pligi de bushle kamaraninu. When you say novlot, you refer to sun scorched dates. There's another type of novlot though, and that and that you you say and those you say shako, but when it comes to other novlot, there you could say. The argument is benovlot tamara, is where it's actually called novlot of a date palm. What are novlot of a date palm? So when it comes to just some novlot, that there's a, there's a, everybody agrees it's scorched by the sun. And that's why you say shakol on them. 
And that's why they've got a curse connected to them. But what about other, where the, where's the argument? It's when it's Novlo Tamara. It's nine, it says in a Mishnah, Hakalim Shebedemai. Um, regarding, we, we lenient when it comes to Demai. Now what is Demai? Demai is produce that has been questionably tithed. We're not sure if it's been tithed or not. Because in the times of the uh, long time ago, you would you'd have your fruit and, your, and you'd tithe it, right? You'd take uh, tithes and have to give it away. Now, when it comes to certain types of people, they were considered suspicious and they, never, they might not have tithed their produce because they, they wanted to save money, so they didn't tithe it. Now, um, when it, and that's called demai. If you, buy, if you buy produce from an Amaretz, from somebody who's questionable whether he tithes his produce or not, you have to tithe it again. You have to retithe it, whether it's been tithed or not. Now, there are some types of fruit and foods that even though you bought them from an Amaretz, we consider them tithed. Why? Because they're so inferior and so cheap that the Amaretz wouldn't mind tithing them. It's like so negligible, the loss. And what is the list of those things where he would uh, where he would tithe them and you can eat them without worrying about tithing them? Hashitin, Vaharimin, Vaozradin, Benot Shuach, Benot Shikma, Vagufnim, Venitzpa, Venovlot Tamara. And these things called Novlot Tamara, these Novlot of a date palm. They are things that you they you assume they have been tithed. Now what is this? Shitin, what is shitin? They a type of fig, but an inferior fig. That's why they so that's why he would take tithes from it. Rimin, what are rimin? Um rimin are um kandi. I don't know what kandi are. Hauzradin tushi, they crab apples. Uh Shuach. Benotshuach refers to Amarabba Babarachana, Amarabiochanan, Ta'ainai Chivarta, white figs. Okay? Benotshikma, Amarabba Babarachana, Amarabiochanan, Duvla, sycamore figs. Gufnin, Gufnim, Shilhi, or winter, Shilhi, Gufni, or winter grapes. All of these are inferior fruits that are sold for very cheap. Nitzpa, Paracha, uh, they call they the caper fruit novlo tamara. This is the machloket. Rabbi Lazov, Rabbi Zaira, they argue what it is. Chad Amar Bushli Kamara. One opinion says it's actually fruit passed by the sun. But Chad Amar Tamriz the Zika. It's fruit dates that have been blown off a tree. So the machloket as to what it is, that's actually not in the Mishnah about brachot. There, everybody holds. You say shako. The machloket about what it. Novlot are or Novlot Tamara, and that's regarding a questionable, a que- very cheap produce that might have been tithed. Um, so it says, Bish, now that's the Machloket. Now we're going to ask on that. That's not so simple to say they're arguing about such a thing. Why? Bish, Bushli Kamara. It makes sense that um, Novlot, it makes sense when you say that, it, that Novlot are scorched. Hainudiktani, Hakalim Shabinamai. That's why. You you lenient when it comes to demai with the scorched fruit, sepikan hudapotur, because they're free they free from the obligation of um, dektani hakalim shiv demai. 
um, if there's a doubt about them, they're free from the obligation of tithes because you assume that they were tithed because they're not good. Ha vadan chayev. But if there is no doubt that they have been uh, they haven't been tithed, then you're obligated to tithe them, right? Because they're still considered fruit, even though they're inferior. Ella lemanda amar tamri dezika. But according to the opinion that says that uh, these these uh, novlot are um, are wind are, are have been blown off by trees, vadain chayev. Why would you um? Why would you um, um? Why would you? Sorry. Um. Why would you not be? You don't have to tithe fruit that's fallen off a tree. Why? Hefkarininu. They're hefka, and things that are hefka onilus. You don't have to tithe. You hear that? So why would it be a machloket of these windswept fig uh, dates? To whether you have to tithe them or not, or whether the demai is considered demai or not, you don't. Not, they're not tithable, so they shouldn't be a machloket on them. Ah, no oh, so no, but when you pick up something hefka, you don't have to tithe it, because it was hefka. Yeah. yeah. So now, according to that, there's no shaykhut, there's no applicability to uh, to tithe such things. So therefore, again, we seeming to say that they're not these. Uh, Scorched, they're not these uh, windswept dates, they scorch fruit. That's the so he says, No, Hakabamaskinen, Sha'asan Goren, the person found them on the floor and made a pile of them. And even though Mi'ikaradin, you don't have to tithe them because they were Hefka, since you're piling them up, they look as if they're yours. And Durabonin, you have to tithe them. Not not the writer, but Durabonin, because it looks as if you're not tithing produce that you that are piled up. So even if they've fallen off a tree and they piled up, you would have to they, you would have to take tithes. But because they cheap, because they've fallen off the tree, they they they're not considered demai. Okay, but the Gemara is not the Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Mishab Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov. Haleket, leket is gleanings where the 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 wheat has fall has been like it's fallen off and it's left in the field. Vashichacha, you forgot about. Harvesting these sheaves, pay in the corner of the field, Sha'asan Gorin, that even though they exempt from tithing because they're hefka for the poor people, nevertheless, if you make a pile of them, hukbu lamase, you fix it to be tithed because you piled it up and it looks as if it's owned by somebody. And so too, these, um, these novlot that you might not have needed to tithe, but now that you've piled them up, you would need to tithe them, even though they were hefka. Ikadamri. There are the, there's another version of this. Um, it makes sense if uh, if tamar dezika that they are um, blown off by the wind. Because there they called novlot. Um, that's why the Mishnah just calls them novlot. In the Mishnah they called novlot. They stum, novlot. Um, and therefore, what are novlot referring to? Sun scorched the, uh, fruit. Vahatam karilay tamara. And in the, in the bright or the Mishnah about the Mai, what do they call it? Novlot tamara. Date palm novlot, not just novlot. So they seem to be talking about different things. So in the Mishnah, in our Mishnah, talking about sun scorched dates. In our Mishnah about the Mai, it's talking about windswept 
dates. Makes sense. Um, but if you if you say that this in our Mishnah talking about the demai, they they are sun scorched fruit. Nit, then why are they called different things? Meaning in the Mish, in our Mishnah about brachot, they called novlot. In our Mishnah about demai, they called novlot tamara. Why don't you just call them the same thing? Nitni, iri ve'iri, novlot tamara. If you want, teach both of them, call both of them novlot tamara. Or iri ve'iri, novlot stama. Or teach both of them as just the word novlot. Kasha, it's got a kasha. Okay, it's, we, can't, we can't resolve that question. It's true, it's a question. You should be called the same thing. So, basically, what we went through that whole discussion was what are novlot? And we come up with two options, and we argued them out, giving sources. Is it, is it sun-scorched uh, uh, fruit, or is it windswept dates? And there's proof for this way or that way. Okay, sure. So, now we're going to another thing, very practical, actually, and very interesting, of when you have two, when you have fruit in front of you, what brocha should you say first on the fruit? Um, and just to give a, a, a moment introduction, um, we are currently dealing with where you have two types of fruit, but they they both fruit. They both have the same brocha, so brepriates. The question is, what, who, which brocha, which fruit do you eat first, even though they both have the same brocha? Which has preference? So remember the Mishnah said, um, it's a machloket. Amar Ula, Ula says, machloket kashe birchotayim shavot. This argument, whether you say on the one you like the best, or the one that, uh, or it's from the, the chosenness of Eretz Yisrael, um, Ula says that the machloket there is where the broch is the same. It's borepriates, for example. The Rabbi Yehuda Savar Min Shiva Adif Rabbi Yehuda holds you, the better one to say first is Min Shiva. The one you say the brocha on is the seven species of Eretz Yisrael. Rabbon and Savri Min Chaviv Adif. The one you prefer subjectively the best. Aval Kishayin Birchotem Shavot. But when their brochas are different, i.e., you've got uh, say an olive which is eight and a, um, a beet or a beetroot, or something like that, which is Adama, then what do you say first? You say the brocha on one, and then you re-say another brocha on another. So meaning like this, you could either, either way, when you say Barepri Adama on the beetroot, your intention is only for the beetroot, and then you can say Barepri Aitz on the, on the fruit, and because you have to say both, it doesn't make a difference which one you say first. At this point in the Gomorrah. Now, we got a contradict we bring a question on this. I'm a contradictory Brysa. You have before you um, a radish and an olive. Now, what did I just tell you? What did Ulla just say? What if you got a radish and an olive? Either one you can say first, because you gotta say both. Um alatsnon. You first, if you make a brocha on the tsnon, on the radish, that exempts you from the olive. Because remember, olives grow from the trees. And we learned earlier that if you say a brocha on a fruit of the tree, it covers the fruit. Because it is actually grow, growing from the ground. Uh, what, are, what are we dealing with here? 
where when you make the brocha on the radish, it covers the zayin, the olive. ikar, when the tznon is the main thing, meaning the radish is what is the dish, um, and the 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 olive is somehow just used to blunt the taste of the radish. You hear? So it's it's peripheral the olive. It's just used to add to the dish. You don't actually eat the olive for its own sake. In that case, what do you see? Um, in that case, what do you see? You say you eat you you say the brocha adama and it covers the olive. Ihachi, if so, a mesefer. If if that is so, that right the 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 tsnon is the ikar and the zayit is tafel. The the tsnon is the main thing and the the olive is secondary. Then why does the end of that teaching, the end of the brighter say, Rebuda Omer Mavarach al Zayit? Rebuda says you make a brocha on the olive, Shea Zayit Mimin Shiva. Why do you say the brocha over the radish, uh, the, the olive over the radish? Because it's from the seven species, which shows you that even when the olive is not an ikar, it's not a main thing, it's a peripheral fruit, you still make a brocha separately on it. So what are the options? If does Rebuda not hold of this teaching, Koshu Ikar Um if you um if you uh if you sorry I lost the place. Um anything that's the main thing and with it is the secondary thing, You make a brok on the main thing and it exempts the tvela. So why would he say you make a brok on the olive and that covers the tsnon? Or you make an you make a brok on the olive. You, you don't need to make a brok on the olive because it's a secondary part of the meal. and if you want to say hachinami, yes, the late lay. He actually doesn't hold for this halacha of ikavatafel of the main thing and the secondary thing. Vatanya, we've got a brighter that proves that Rebuda does hold for it. Rebuda Omer Rebuda says imachamat snon ba hazayit. If the olive is just purely there because of the radish. To kind of blunt the taste of the radish, you do make a brok on the radish, and exempt yourself from the olive. So he definitely does hold ikavatafel. So what in the beginning of the of the brighter, it said that you make a brok on the radish and that covers the zayit, the olive. But at the end of the brighter, it says Rebuta says no, you make a brok on the olive. Because the olive is the is uh, from the seven species, it's a blatant contradiction. So we say like this: No, we're dealing with where the radish is the main thing. And what are Rebuda and Rabbonin actually arguing about? The milta achriti pligi. They're arguing about something else. And there's words missing in the brighter. There's actually, we don't know what they're arguing about because the words are missing. And this is what we are, it should say. If you had before you a radish and olives. You make a brok on the radish. And that exempts you from the olive. In what case is this? Where the radish is the main part of the deal, dish. But if the radish is not the main part of the dish, everybody holds. You make a brok on the one. And then you go and make another brok on the other. Why? Because they're two separate brokers. The zayit is olives, is the zayit is eights, and the tsnon 
is Adama. And since you have to say a brocha on either, on both, you, you doesn't matter which order you say it on. Where are Reb Yudah and Rabbonin arguing? Um, and, um, and when it comes to two types of food where their brocha is equal, so you've got olives and dates, um, then you can choose whichever one you want. Rebuda Oimer, Rebuda says, Mavarech alazait shazait mimin shiva. No, you say um, you say over the 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 species that is from Eretz Yisrael rather than the species that even if you like it. So say it like this: You, according to Rabbonin, um, you've got olives and apples. Now you say a brocha on the according to Rabbonin, you say I like apples better, so I'm going to have an apple. You say a brocha on the apple, and then you have the zayit. Um, whereas according to Rab Rebuda, you say the olive first, even if you don't like it as much, because it's from Eretz Yisrael. Okay, pligi bar Rebbe Ami v'Rebbe Yitzchak Nafcha. Now, we've or we've been saying that this whole argument is on when you've got two different fruits, but they're the same type of fruit. So they the same brocha, and in that case. You, there's an order of which brocha to say. Sorry, there's an order of which food to say the brocha on. But if they two separate brochas, it doesn't matter which order you say it on. That's what we'll be saying. But here, actually, Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha, they have an argument. Chad shavot. That Rabbi Yudan and Rabbi are arguing that where the brochas are the same, then you have a preference. The Rabbi Yudah Savar Min Shiva Adif. Rebuda says from Eretz Yisrael is, be- is preferred. Rabbonin savri min chavivadif. Rabbonin say no, whichever one you like is better. Aval kashayin birchotem shavot. But when the brachos are not the same, divrakom avarachaze v'chozem avarachaze. Everybody agrees. You can go and say a brach on each, either one you want. Borei peradama or eitz or eitz and then borei peradama. Um, whereas v'chadamar another opinion says no. Af kashayin birchotem shavot. Even when their brochas are not the same, when you've got one borepira dama and one borepira eights, they're also arguing about which to say it on there. Bish so there, meaning like this: say I've got, um, uh, ra- I've got radishes and olives. So according to they different brochas borepira dama and, and eights. According to Chachomim, which one do you do first? According to our Havamin, according to our previous machloket. Um, it doesn't matter which one you say first because you have to say both. According to this way of learning, do you, if you like radishes more than dates, than, than olives or dates, you say on the radish because that's the one you want. And then you say parapraites on the on the other one, right? Um, whereas when it comes to um, whereas it comes to the other opinion, he says no. It depends on where they come from. Radishes don't come from Eretz Israel. Olives do, and therefore you should say Borepera eats before Borepera So it's the same machloket, but we're even with two separate brochas. Now we ask on this machloket, we ask on Bishlom Laman Damar Shebechotem Shavot, the way it's, it's understandable where we say there's a machloket where the brochas are the same machloket that they're arguing. Shapir, that makes sense. Ela Laman Damar, the one who says Kashain Bechotem Shavot Pligi, where they're arguing where the brochas aren't the same. But my pliggy, what are they arguing about? 
Why would they argue about it? What's the difference? I'm a Rabbi Yirmiya lahaktim. Rabbi Yirmiya answers lahaktim, meaning it's about precedence. Which one do you say first? Even though they're separate brochas, and the one I have to say and the other one I also have to say, we still have preference over which one to say. Um, the Amar Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, Vitamar Rabbi Yitzhak, Kol ha-muktam pasuk zeh, muktam labracha. Whichever is first in the, whichever is earlier in the pasuk, you say the bracha on first. Now what pasuk are you talking about? Shneemar is the pasuk who says, Eretz, this is the pasuk about the fruit of Eretz Yisrael. Eretz chita usora v'gefen uteina v'rimon Eretz zeichemen udvash. You've got wheat, barley, grapes, figs, pomegranates, olives, and um, and shemen udvash is uh, is dates. Now, even if you have the different fruits in front of you, or you have bar, uh, wheat kernels that are adama and grapes or dates or whatever even though you would you you might want the other one more nevertheless you say it on the wheat because the one on wheat is earlier in the bracha in the pasuk than the grapes so according to that your your hakdama your precedence your which you which food you say the bracha on first is actually on what fruit is mentioned in the pasuk first and that's what they're arguing about they're saying that even if you have different brachot adamayin eights because of that pasuk, you actually there's a preference of which bracha to say, even though they're different brachot. Upligi the Rebbe Chanan, and this is an argument with Rebbe Chanan. What? Rebbe Chanan kola pasukula leshiurin neemar. He says this pasuk is not telling you on which broch, which food to say a bracha on first. Rather, this pasuk of Eretz Chitau Sairah, etc., is going on shiurim. Is teaching you about sizes, halachic measurements. Um, and next week, please God, we'll go into this and learn out what Chittim is coming to teach you and Zayt, etc., etc. They're all different halachot. And basically the point is, is that the one opinion says that even if you've got different brachot, where you have to say both of them, there is a preference of which bracha to say over. Okay, guys, have a great day. Thanks for joining. Um, and all the best. Bye.